the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Radio, KDIZ, Golden Valley, Twin Cities Wellness Radio. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. The end of the partial government shutdown may be in sight, but then again, maybe not. The Senate votes tomorrow on two competing bills for ending the impasse, but neither bill is thought to have enough votes for approval. The White House, meanwhile, insisting it is not at all concerned about possible damage to the economy. Trump economic advisor Larry Kudlow says current economic growth is so strong that it can handle any negative effects of the shutdown. We're seeing numbers coming in. They're as good as, you know, anything we've seen in several decades. So, no, I'm not at all concerned. Kudlow acknowledges that federal workers and others are experiencing some financial hardship, but he predicts the economy will snap back immediately after the government government reopens. Greg Clugston, the White House. And Wall Street has snapped back from yesterday's big sell-off. Right now, the Dow is up about 282 points. The S&P, 18 points higher. This is SRN News. Leading government reports show over 90% of all cyber attacks are successful because information was stolen from employees who unknowingly gave away their credentials. It's a tough reality, but we're here to help. On Thursday, January 31st, Wellness Radio 1570 brings you Prepare and Respond, a free event where our panel of experts present the latest in cybersecurity and office protection. Register today at TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. I'm Lee Michaels here on Wellness 1570. Those smart speakers are growing in popularity. I think in 2018, about 40% of households had one. It's pretty cool. Now, if you've got one, you can enable... Wellness 1570 on it. All you have to say is, hey, Alexa, enable Wellness Radio Minneapolis. Then whenever you want to listen, you just say, hey, Alexa, play Wellness Radio Minneapolis. It's that simple. From the Eagle Wellness Studios for today, some sunshine and low 20s. My name is Dr. Stephen Troviani, MD. My practice is North Star Neurological Clinic. If you've had pain that has not resolved with the treatment you've received, it may well be that the source of that pain is not being addressed. My job as a a neurologist is to evaluate and determine as precisely as possible the cause. The way we go about resolving that pain is tailoring the treatment plan to that specific source. There are some conditions which uh, are amenable to physical therapy that we provide through my office. Some may require surgery, and we make those uh, referrals as well. But the point is, when we make those referrals, we make those referrals to people in whom I have great confidence. I can be reached at our office number, which is 763-416-1400. We can also be reached online through northstarpaincare.com. Again, northstarpaincare.com. Message and data rates may apply. Texting and roles for recurring text messages. Hey, Dan, when we started Z Quiet 10 years ago, did you ever believe we would help so many couples kick snoring out of bed? The response has been fantastic, like this story from Mark and Lynette. It had gotten to the point where my wife and I weren't able to sleep in the same bedroom consistently. I had to keep pushing or, or kicking, waking him up. And after he would wake up, you know, maybe there were 10 minutes or 15 minutes before he would start snoring again. And I would hope I would fall asleep during that time. But if I didn't, it just made for a long night. One time I remember my wife brought in a recording. I said, listen to this. And he was like, what is that? Is it some animal? No, it's you. You're snoring. And now with Z-Quiet, that's no longer a problem at all. I finally can sleep through the night. Z-Quiet works for both men and women. Text SLEEP to 246810 or go to GetZQuiet.com. Try it risk-free for 30 days for just $9.95. Text SLEEP to 246810. Looking for future leaders we can trust and believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Minnesota. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, accepting responsibility, 
being a good role model. And it's about respect for officials, opponents, the rules, and each other. The result? It transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. High school sports. There's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? If you want to be inspired, get help in becoming all you can be, the time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy. And today, we're going to broach a difficult subject. Today, uh, we're going to talk about something that some of you aren't going to like. And the word's called hypocrite. The world's called hypocrite. And the question is, are you a hypocrite? And ladies and gentlemen, we live in a time... Uh, where we're supposed to do as we're told, not as we see others do. You know, I was grown up, I was raised uh, in a family of hypocrites. I mean, my dad used to say the hypocrite's line, you know, uh, do as I say, not as I do. My dad could do all kinds of other things, and then he would tell us not to do this and not to do that, and he was father, so uh, he could do whatever he wanted. It wasn't my place to tell him what he could or couldn't do. It was not my place to uh, challenge him on the credence of his congruency. Uh, It was my job to honor my mother and my father. It was my job to uh, stay alive. It was my job to do everything I could to to get through the day without being beaten. And so, you know, I grew up in a family, a home uh, of hypocrites. But I'm going to tell you right now, today we're going to talk about this word called hypocrite because... There are a lot of us out there. And, and by the way, you know, so I said there's a lot of us out there. Uh, and let's be honest, every single person is a hypocrite to some degree in some area. Now, most people are hypocrites in all areas and to a great degree. Uh, and my goal in life, one of my goals in life, is to every day be a little bit less of a hypocrite today than I was yesterday. Be a little bit less of a hypocrite tomorrow than I am today. You know, um, I want to be treated nice and kind and with love. And yet there are times when I could treat people different than that. And so that would make me a hypocrite. I want to be treated with love and with compassion and with kindness. And yet then I uh, should be willing to treat other people that way. See, so there, there's a word that's opposite of hypocrite, and that would be more a congruent, integrity. So either one of those two words, you have integrity or you have congruent. But I want to share with you some words of prose. Uh, This is called the Hypocrisy Poem by Saeed uh, Abu Bakr. So Saeed Abu Bakr. Hypocrisy. You say that you love rain, but when it starts raining, you raise your umbrella over your head. You say you love the sun, but when it spreads its rays, you start looking for shade. You say that you love storm, but when it starts blowing, closing doors and windows, you alone get seated. You say that you love man, but when a poor man comes at your door in danger, in anger, and in scorn, your face turns red. You say you love revolution, but when revolution knocks at your door, you fall asleep fast on your bed. Oh, my love, in that way, do you say to me, I love you each day. And that's where we got to figure out this thing called hypocrisy. You know, are you a person of your word? Does your word have any value? And I came across this um, October 5th, 1984, 35 years ago. Stunning that the 84 was 35 years ago. It says, In Praise of Hypocrisy by William Raspberry. It says, Maybe it started with primal scream therapy or the generalized notion, if it feels good, do it. As with most significant trends, it had overtaken us before we even knew it was there. 
I first noticed it around the time of Open Marriage, A New Lifestyle for Couples, the 1972 blockbuster by Nina and George O'Neill. And although she later recanted the marriage premise in 1977, the damage had been done. It was, it occurred to me, the beginning of the end of what that most underappreciated virtue is hypocrisy. The attractive theory behind what was happening was that one should not feel guilty for doing what one really wanted to do. It seemed almost biblical in its contention, that the wanting to do it was the critical thing. Lust in the heart, you know. Indeed, not doing what you wanted to do was nothing more than unhealthy repression, a sort of desirous interruptus. But if the theory was attractive, the practice has been devastating. We're still paying the price for our loss of hypocrisy. In everything from family breakup to drug abuse to adolescent pregnancy. What you ask has hypocrisy to do with it? Just this. The let it all hang out amorality that crashed in upon us in the 1970s accepts no standard, no morality, no code of behavior outside the mind of those engaging in the behavior. The idea is that it's okay to do anything that crosses your mind so long as you don't hurt anybody else doing it. Hypocrisy recognizes that the erosion of standards hurts everybody. It accepts the sanctity of societal standards even while violating them. It says what I'm doing is wrong, therefore I must not be found out. La Rochefoucauld said it 300 years ago. La Ra- uh, that's interesting. La Rochefoucauld, I don't know if I'm saying that right, said it 300 years ago. Hypocrisy is the homage that vice pays to virtue. People aren't less virtuous now than they were before the decline of hypocrisy, but the behavior is. The problem is that being wicked takes a lot worse behavior than it used to be. Marital infidelity, which used to be thought of correctly as cheating, is now considered normal or perhaps even healthy. Screaming your silly lungs out, which used to be an embarrassing show of weakness, has now transformed into therapy. Does anyone still believe we're better off for this new, quote, freedom? Think of standards as an electrified fence that describes the limits of acceptable behavior. We are constantly tempted to cross the fence, and all of us, at one time or another, yield to the temptation. But the violation both thrills us and shocks us into return to the confines of the fence. The deadly revolution came when instead of shying away from the fence, we simply moved it back to accommodate our actual behavior. And since human beings are forever inclined to test the limits, we kept moving the fence. I mean, what is so terrible about doing a little dope when nearly everybody is doing a little dope? What is the harm of cheating, whether on one's taxes or on one's spouse, when everybody else is cheating? What's the point of teaching kids that adolescent sex is wrong rather than merely pragmatically risky when the statistical evidence is that most kids are doing it? Quote, the field of acceptable behavior has been expanded to the point where nearly everything, anything goes and nothing thrills. That is a great line. The field of acceptable behavior has been extended to the point where nearly anything goes and nothing thrills. Hypocrisy recognizes the importance of keeping the fence in place and thus keeps even its wicked thrills within reasonable limits. Normative rules, which describe acceptable behavior in terms of what we actually do, have put us on a slippery slope to moral chaos from which neither pious preachments nor appeals to pragmatism can save us. Our only hope is a resurrection that most malign virtue, hypocrisy. Now that's an interesting article. It was written 35 years ago and so true. I mean, look at the hypocrisy in our world today is critical. And why does this matter? Because people are watching. We're little meaning makers. Our kids are watching. Our, our grandkids are watching. Young people are watching. And what are we watching dictates the message. I mean, look at this. You see this whole thing with Covington Catholic High School where students uh, were smeared all over the mainstream media and they were lied about. There was these Kentucky students, high school students from a Catholic school that were at this March for Life. And at the same time, they had an indigenous group of Native Americans that were protesting Native American Day. And so, uh, uh, I mean, these these protesters from the Native Americans and from the Hebrew Black Society, I don't remember what it's called, 
but were really taunting these kids. But the camera never picked up on it. What happened was after the taunting had begun and the two groups were co-mingled, then all of a sudden the viral, the video starts recording and it, and it shows these kids and it says they're doing all these bad stuff. The problem was they had a lot of bad stuff doing to them. They weren't doing what they were accused to do, but you couldn't find it till later till you saw the whole video. And now that school actually had to shut down today uh, because of all the death threats, right? It's just like all these people who uh, hate Donald Trump because he hates. And so they're going to destroy him. They're going to rape his wife. They're going to burn down the White House. And so today we're going to talk about this term called hypocrisy. We're going deep. We're going real. And the truth will set you free. But first, it might make you miserable. Here's what a pastor from North Carolina. Here's what a pastor from North Carolina, who served for 33 years, said about leadership awakening. If you don't think you need it, you're probably the one that needs it the most. You know, I was one of those, been there, done that, and I've been through some powerful things. Most of them have been ministry related, and I mean, I'm, I've been in the hearing and in the presence of some of the best speakers about Christian things that the world knows. And I've been encouraged, and I've been excited, and I've been given energy. Honestly, this did something for me that none of those ever did, and I'm not sure ever could, because it presented to me some methodologies and some practical principles that I had never learned, and it has made a tremendous impact on my life. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Minneapolis, January 24th through the 26th. Go to likeitmatters.net. Click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening doesn't take applicants, only commitment. Does your church, school, or small business know what to do in the event of an emergency? Do you know how to handle threats to your building and property? Are you set up to stop cybersecurity threats and data breaches? Do you have an emergency action plan in place? If you answer no to any of these questions, join us Thursday, January 31st at the Eisenhower Community Center in Hopkins for Prepare and Respond. This free event is geared towards pastors, church security team members, school administrators, and small businesses. Prepare and Respond hosts industry experts who will teach you how to put a scalable action plan in place to keep your congregation, faculty, students, colleagues, and businesses safe. Join us on Thursday, January 31st from 8 a.m. to noon at the Eisenhower Community Center in Hopkins. A complimentary breakfast will be served to the first 100 people to register. To learn more about this free event and register, go to TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. Prepare and Respond is supported by Henningsen and Snoxel. If listening to Mr. Black on Like It Matters Radio is not enough, if you need more of him, here's one option for your Mr. Black fix. Like It Matters Way of Warrior is his daily blog that can be delivered directly to you. Each day, he chooses a word from the Book of Wisdom and expands and illuminates the scripture to allow for application. Go to wayofwarrior.blog, click the follow button, and join the daily blog. For more of Mr. Black, go to wayofwarrior.blog. That's wayofwarrior.blog. Raise the bar with Mr. Black. In addition to Like It Matters Radio, Mr. Black is available for life caddy work. One-on-one coaching to help you achieve your dreams. Need a keynote speaker? Mr. Black will personalize a message for your audience. He also provides customized training for your business or organization. And of course, who can forget Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training, where thousands of lives have been transformed. All at likeitmatters.net. Raise the bar with Mr. Black at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters Inspiration, Education, and Application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today, we are asking the question, hypocrite. Because there's a question mark there, a hypocrite. You know, uh, uh, we're all hypocrites to a degree. A hypocrite is someone that says one thing and does something a little bit different. Let me actually define it for you. This is out of the dictionary. This is dictionary.com. Hypocrisy, the practice of claiming to have uh, moral standards or beliefs to which one's own behavior does not conform. Pretense, pretending. The practice of claiming to have moral standards or beliefs to which one's own behavior does not conform. I had a gentleman in my class uh, two weeks ago, one from my good clients, uh, um, Hellas Construction, and uh, executive there. Uh, he's an atheist, a non-believer. The guy had such a good heart. 
he uh, and he said one time to me, he said, you know, I believe that someone can uh, work to be a good person and want good for people and not believe in God. And I said, I have to absolutely agree with you. Uh, he had dealt with a lot of uh, bitter, mean, nasty people who called themselves, quote, Christians. Uh, and I had to agree with him. I told him there's a lot of uh, people who call themselves Christians that are mean and nasty. And I had to say to him, you know, heaven's not for good people. Heaven's for forgiven people, uh, for redeemed people. Uh, there's going to be a lot what the world calls good people in hell, and there's going to be a lot what the world calls bad people in heaven because it has nothing to do with good or bad. It has to do with forgiveness. It has to do with redeemed. It has to do with the, the blood of Jesus Christ. So uh, a hypocrite is someone that has a practice of claiming to have one moral standard or beliefs to which one's own behavior does not conform. And by the way, of course, it's easy to say, you know, Christians. My dad uh, would never step into church, he said, because there's too many hypocrites in church. Well, there's hypocrites everywhere. Every single human being is a hypocrite to a degree. Uh, I'm a hypocrite to a degree, and my goal in life, knowing that, one of my goals is to be a little bit less of a hypocrite every single day, a little bit less of a hypocrite today than I was yesterday, a little bit less of a hypocrite tomorrow than today. It doesn't condone it. It doesn't make it okay. It's just a sad reality. And today I'm going to talk about a couple of things that we can deal with this, but we can deal with this. It doesn't have to be the way it is, you know? So a hypocrite is a person who puts on a false appearance of virtue or religion, a person who acts in contradiction to his or her stated beliefs or feelings. It's like this thing with this Covington Catholic High School. Uh, this is an article I got from Tard Starr and said, The young men at Covington Catholic High School have been subjected to nothing short of political inquisition because of their faith, the color of their skin, and their devotion to making America great again. And they are owed an apology. What CNN, the New York Times, the Washington Post, and National Review, among others, did to these teenage boys is simply outrageous. The boys had been in Washington to participate in Friday's March for Life. Later in the day, they assembled outside the Lincoln Memorial to wait for school buses, and that's where the trouble started. According to the mainstream media, the boys surrounded and terrorized Native American activist Nathan Phillips. This is a 50-year-old man, 40-some-year-old man. A video clip showing what the media described as a teenage boy wearing a Make America Great Again hat blocked Phillips and staring him down. It was getting ugly, and I was thinking, I've got to find myself an exit out of the situation and finish my song at the Lincoln Memorial. Phillips, who is a Native American protester, said, this guy in his 50s, he said, I started going that way, and that, that guy in the hat stood in my way. And we were at impasse. He just blocked my way and wouldn't allow me to retreat. Phillips told the Detroit Free Press that he had uh, seen the white Catholic students, you that? white Catholic students attacking these four black individuals. Wow. That's, oh, who's not going to come to the rescue, right? There was that moment when I realized I put myself between beast and prey, he told the newspaper. These young men were beastly, and these old black indiv and these old black individuals was their prey. And I stood in between them, and so they needed their pounds of flesh, and they were looking at me for that. Of course, it was all untrue. That did not stop the mainstream media. That guy was an instigator. He was calling names on those kids. The black, those black Hebrews, oh my gosh, were using profanity. They were using pejoratives. They were talking about gay people. They were making some harsh swear words, epitaphs, brutal, that anybody that's homosexual, LGBTQ, would have, I mean, been outraged by what those four black people were saying. You got to get this. It was all made up. Boys in a Make America Great Again hats mob Native Elder Indigenous People's March. That's what the New York Times said. The Catholic Church's shameful history of Native American abuses, the Washington Post declared. Even conservative outlets like National Review turned on the Catholic boys without bothering to check their facts. And now the whole thing was made up. If you look at the whole video, the, the, the high school kids were taunted. These are high school kids. What happened to high school kids like in Parkland that you don't attack them, that you don't say bad things even when you don't agree with them, even when they're calling you names and all that? You don't. You, uh, high school kids are off limits, right? Except if they're not the right color, except if they believe in the greatness of America, except if they follow Jesus Christ. I mean, you got to see what's going on out there. Why does this matter? I still remember. It is the standard that we set that, that sets the standard for people's behavior. I remember years ago when George W. Bush was president, 
Um, um, I'm from Nevada. That's my home base. I was a, went to, I was a cheerleader for UNLV for the Running Rebels. I grew up in Las Vegas. Actually, grew up in Henderson, and so that's my old stomping ground. Uh, and uh, boy, I, I've 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 seen and heard some uh, some interesting things in Las Vegas, and uh, uh, stunning how sometimes people can say one thing and do another thing. People can say one thing and do another thing. Uh, and I, I dealt with it all the time in Vegas. We had a lot of you know people in Vegas who who had certain moral values, but yet would then find themselves out at strip clubs and do whatever they want to do, right? But uh, being from Las Vegas and being from that area, I remember Harry Reid was my senator, and Harry Reid went to a high school. Uh, I don't remember what it was. George Bush's time, and in a high school, uh, an auditorium, uh, um, uh, what do they call them, the pep rallies. Uh, he gave a speech, and he called our president stupid, uh, called idiot. I'd never heard that before, that an elected official would call the president of the United States in a public forum stupid, idiot, dumb. And that's where it started. Now we call our, our, our people everything. And why does this matter? Because people are watching us. You know, leadership is a loop. It's permission, it's example, it's culture. And we need to be living what we want other people to do. See, you got to realize the leadership loop. Permission. We give people permission through our actions. And look at all the hypocrisy. The perfect example is this women's march. Look at this women's march. What are they marching for? Well, it's really about anti-Trump. But they say they're marching for freedom for all women, for freedom for this, for freedom for that. And yet look at the groups. Look at the women's march. They're so connected to Farrakhan who hates Jews, who hates white people, who, I'm, Louis Farrakhan is all about hatred. And yet the Women's March is supposed to be combating hatred, specifically towards women. And yet they canceled the Women's March in Washington. Why? Because there was too many white women. Okay, so I thought the Women's March was about women. No, it's about women of color women who can claim a disadvantage. It's about women who don't buy into America being great. It's about women who think that uh, all white people are evil. It's about women. I mean, this is where we get the hypocrisy. Hypocrisy where we say one thing. And again, what is the term hypocrisy? The practice of claim to have moral standards or beliefs to which one's own behavior does not conform. I mean, look at this whole resistance movement. Whole resistance movement is about hating one man, Donald Trump. Why does this matter? Because he was lambasted at the end of the uh, before the election, at the end of the uh, campaign, because he was asked one question on one of the debates, and the question was this: Will you honor the outcome of the election? And when he said, "Well, it all depends if it's fair," I mean, the whole world went crazy. They went loop-de-loop, and it was like, "Well, all people." I mean, that is one of the foundations of our democracy that that we have elections and and powers transferred peaceably. Well, now here we got, we're two, over two years into an election, the election's over, and they're still wanting to destroy this guy. Whether you like the guy or not, he was duly elected. He was elected. We elected him. And now we have people in uh, around that want to overthrow an election, that want to trash him, want to destroy him, want to use any means possible. Don't you see the hypocrisy? Why does this matter? Because this is the standard. This is the standard. And now we get all this white privilege, so now black people are being told to hate white people. So what's the difference if, if white people are told to hate black people, and that's wrong, then why would white uh, black people be taught to hate white people? Why would that be any righter? Don't you see the hypocrisy? And why does this matter? Because kids are watching. People are watching. Remember, leadership's a loop. It's permission. It's example. It's culture. We give people permission through our actions. And so as our kids watch the news, as our kids are on Twitter, or on Facebook, and they see all the hatred, all the bitterness, all the people taking sides, all the people that will win at any cost and destroy at any cost. See, as long as you hate a hater, then you can be as vile, as mean, as nasty as you want. Here's the problem. What happens when the hater goes away? The hatred doesn't go away. It's still there. And so we give people permission through what we do. And the question is, what kind of permission are you giving people? Are you giving people to be forgiving? Are you giving permission to be loving, to be caring? What kind of permission are you giving them? And then we're called to be an example. A picture's worth a thousand words. An example. 
So you figure the typical person speaks 120 to 140 words per minute. I can get to 180. So one picture is the equivalent of six to eight minutes of nonstop dialogue. So this permission, this example in the C, because you've got to flex your pecs, is culture. It's what we're programmed into. And this is what you got to get. We are being programmed into hypocrisy. We are being programmed into hate. We are being programmed into being bitter and angry and resentful. Why? Because angry people vote. And so what I'm telling you today, what we're talking about today is, ladies and gentlemen, we got to start standing up and being who we're supposed to be, not who the world tells us to be, not watch what everybody else is doing, but we got to start being the standard. we got to start being the one who says, you know what? I don't care what the rest of the country's doing. I don't care what the rest of the world's doing. And we need to be congruent. And congruent is like integrity. It's the opposite of hypocrite. And today, the question is hypocrite or can I suggest congruent? A Like It Matters Radio. When I attended the Leadership Awakening Workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to St. Louis February 7th through the 9th. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for 120 bucks with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. 800-610-3497. 800-610-3497. That's 800-610-3497. Here's what business owner Ken Johnson had to say about the impact Like It Matters Leadership Awakening had on his employees. Since then, they have been on fire. They have been committed as a team, absolutely changed. They are energized in a way that is, is off the charts different and better than we ever had before. First of all, best investment I ever made. Secondly, we decided to reduce our investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience. Every single person has been thrilled with the results and myself included. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Minneapolis, January 24th through the 26th. Go to likeitmatters.net. Click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening doesn't take applicants, only commitment. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters Inspiration, Education, and Application. Today on Like It Matters Radio, we're getting real, we're going deep. And I'm posing the question, hypocrite. It seems like we've become a world of hypocrites. And by the way, it does not matter what everybody else in the world is doing. It does not matter uh, what your brother's doing, your sister's doing. It does not matter what the guy in the cubicle next to you is doing. What matters is what are you doing? We all have to be held accountable. And whether you're talking about Rosa Parks or Martin Luther King Jr., I mean, there are people that say, you know what, I don't care what the rest of the world says, this isn't acceptable. 
A lot of you love Colin Kaepernick because you say, oh, he's doing something different. He's doing nobody else likes it or majority of people don't like it, think he's wrong. You guys will defend him. And yet some of you, that same people that defend the Colin Kaepernick's world, won't defend someone out there doing what they believe is right just because you disagree with it. And so we got to realize where in our lives are we hypocrites because if we're being a hypocrite, we're giving other people permission to do the same. The hypocrisy is mind-boggling. We live in a media that is totally hypocritical because all they want to do is destroy Donald Trump. And it's very clear, and we just got to be honest about it. This was uh, from Democratic leader cautions ex-Starbucks CEO against independent White House bid. Report this week that the one-time CEO of coffee titan Starbucks, Howard Schultz, is weighing an independent bid for the presidency, brought brought a two-word reaction from the Democratic chairwoman in Washington State. Please don't. This is her quote. Too much is at stake to make this about the ambitions of any one person, said Democratic Party chairwoman Tina Podolowski. In a statement this week, and she urged him not to put personal ambition ahead of national interest. So this is her quote. Just listen. The 2020 race for president has to be about relegating Donald Trump to the dustbin of history and reclaiming the Oval Office for our people and our future, the statement read. Well, for 40% of us in this country, we believe we actually did that this last election. We reclaimed the Oval Office for our people. We're attacking the dark state. We're attacking the lying media. Look at the fake news. They are now realizing this whole thing uh, that was going on with this, uh, the... uh, um, the Covington School and the whole Twitter post about that interaction with uh, uh, the uh, Native American guy was all in a fake account. Twitter just shut them down. And Twitter realized now that something weird's going on. This is actually a fake account. This is from foreigners. And they're sowing disinformation. They're sowing hatred. There's an entire, the Russians wanted to turn people against each other. And two and a half years of a fake um, look into collusion, which isn't even a crime, two and a half years of wanting to destroy the man in the White House. I mean, even last weekend, this huge article came out from BuzzFeed about Donald Trump forced Cohen to lie. And uh, I mean, CNN and MSNBC used the word impeach 300 times. Later that day, Robert Mueller, who's not a fan of Donald Trump, had to come out and say the whole thing's a lie. It's not true. He had to speak out because two of our news stations were already condemning him to be impeached and you sending this all over the world, saying all over the Internet, reporting it all over in airports and everything. And the whole thing was a lie. And that's where the fake news comes in, just like this fake Twitter account. Why does all this matter? This is not political. This is the world we live in. People are watching us. People, kids are watching us. Other people are watching us. And get all these groups out there just hateful. You got, there's a lot of people out there marching this thing called Antifa, anti-fascist. Here's the thing, they're, what they're doing is fascist. They're beating people up, they're wearing dark masks, they're burning down stuff, they're attacking people who think differently. Isn't that what a fascist does? You control speech, you beat up people who think different, you take away their stuff, you use intimidation and fear to attack Isn't that what fascists do? And yet here's a group called Antifa. And you got to realize why this matters so much because this is the, the, the course of the day. It's now okay to be a hypocrite. It's now promoted. It's now recommended. Why? Because everybody else is a hypocrite. My dad would say I'd never go to a church because there's a bunch of hypocrites in church. And I remember somebody said one time, wow. Well, at least uh, if you're standing in front of God, that hypocrite who goes to church on a regular basis is going to stand closer to God than you are. And so we want to be careful that our words and our actions match, that we don't allow other people to dictate who we are. There's going to be mean, nasty people. There's going to be bitter people out there. There's going to be people that do mean stuff, that do nasty stuff. And we're not supposed to act the same way. We're supposed to act different. That's why some of you hate religion and you hate when I talk about God or hate when anybody else talks about God. But I'm telling you right now, I've got permission from a higher authority. I got permission to act a certain way I because I was given an example. I was given an example by someone who walked this planet. And he gave me a picture. And then he showed me a culture. And cultures like soil, everything comes from the culture. And he inspired a book to be read, to be written. 
It's called the Bible. And there's something called the Sermon on the Mouth in Matthew 5 through 7. It has the Beatitudes. It is basically uh, Jesus' whole ministry laid down. And here's what he said. This is the culture that he created. It says in Matthew 5, 33, says, Again, you have heard it said uh, that it was said to those of old, You shall not swear falsely, but shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. But I say to you, do not take an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by earth, for it is a footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not take an oath by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. Now here's retaliation. This is verse 38. You have heard it uh, that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if anyone would sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone forced you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who begs from you, and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. You have heard it said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Listen carefully. This is verse 43. You've heard it said that you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Verse 44, but I say to you, but, but negates what came before it. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You therefore must be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect. See, that's why it matters. What is your standard? And where do you get that standard? I'm going to tell you right now, if you're getting that standard from this world, it's different. We just celebrated yesterday Martin Luther King's birthday. I love Dr. King. Looking forward to meet Dr. King. His famous speech, uh, I have a dream. I have a dream. And the line that my students hear every single class I do, I have a dream that one day my four little children will live in a nation where they are not judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. And that is one of the most famous speeches ever given. And if you want to read why he had a dream, read the whole thing. I've shared it on, on the radio, and I'll do it again this year during Black History Month in a couple weeks. He had a dream because he knew the God of the Bible. He had a dream because he walked with Jesus Christ. If you read that speech... He's quoting scripture all throughout that. If you read that speech, he's talking about the hope, the dream that he has that someday one day, one, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He has a dream that one day every, every knee will bow to the one name under heaven, under earth, that all men must call on to be saved. That was his dream. That's why Dr. King was stirred up. And Dr. King in the, in the Civil Rights Movement, man, what an incredible man. What a great man. I'm looking forward to meeting him. A good man, a great man. I love Jesus. Love Lord. He was a conservative. Ask Coretta King, Coretta Scott King. He was a conservative. He'd vote Republican. I hate to tell some of you that, but he would. He believed in, in the Bible. He believed in the freedoms that were promised in the, in, in the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence. He believed uh, in this great country could be better. He believed uh, that the, 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 the America that he fought for, he, he died in, was one of the greatest countries around. And if you even look at his name, Dr. Martin Luther King, that's not his true name on a certificate. Look it up. He was born Michael King Jr. And then his dad, Michael King Sr., went to Germany. He went to Germany. And what he did is he was studying the Reformation. And he studied how Luther, in a peaceful way, took on the most powerful government in the world, which was the Catholic Church, with his 95 treaties that he posted uh, on, the, on the, the church door. And he challenged it peacefully. And Dr. King's dad, Michael King Sr., went to Germany to study Luther. And when he came back, he was so moved by what Luther did peacefully that he renamed his son. And his son became Martin Luther King Jr. Martin Luther. Isn't that incredible? 
He added that because it was Michael King before. And that set in. And not only did Martin Luther King Jr. learn a lot from Martin Luther, but he learned a lot from studying scripture. And he learned a lot about what a hypocrite looks like, sounds like, feels like. And so we don't want to be hypocrites. Remember, a hypocrite is a practice of claiming to have one moral standard or beliefs to which one's own behavior does not conform. And we're all hypocrites to agree. But what we want to do is we want to have integrity. We want our yes to be yes and our no to be no. We want to uh, be congruent. And what that means is similar or to be in agreement with something. So the two things can both exist or can be combined without problems. That's what we want to be in our life. We want to congruent. Because incongruent is like this. I'm so excited and I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control, and I think I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's incongruent. That's being a hypocrite. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're posing the question, hypocrite? Give a person a fish, and you feed them for a meal. Teach them to fish, and you change their destiny. At Like It Matters Radio, we teach you how you were made, how you create experience, and how you can change your world by changing your thinking. Opioid addiction, mental health crisis, PTSD, the soaring suicide rate, political hate and animosity. There is a crisis of toxic proportions, and it is destroying us. This pandemic is destroying the foundation of our hope. Hope is fading. At Like It Matters Radio, we help people change their life by changing their thinking and doing based on how we are made. Our mission is to help people maximize their potentials and to live their life like it matters. Our goal is to change this world through our national radio show, bringing hope to listeners everywhere in every heart, body, and soul. We need your help, sponsors, donors, and helpers to do the work that needs to be done to change our world. If you are willing, please email us at Mr. Black at LikeItMattersRadio.com. In the subject line, put Posse. Again, that's Mr. Black at LikeItMattersRadio.com. In the subject line, put Posse. Join our Posse today and leave a legacy for others to follow. Email us at Mr. Black at LikeItMattersRadio.com. In the subject line, put Posse. Still need more of Mr. Black? Understand how your brain is wired with brain mapping. This innate intelligence profile will identify your personality and learning styles to help you maximize your potential. Transformational Leadership Awakening has changed the life of thousands of participants and can change yours too. Mr. Black also does one-on-one life caddy work. If you want him to walk with you and help you be your dreams, then having Mr. Black as a life coach is the answer. Training is available on an individual basis and company-wide, all at likeitmatters.net. For 30 years, the healthcare insurers have had it wrong. We don't need to manage our healthcare. We need to manage the finance of our healthcare. Sustainable healthcare. What is it? How do we attain it? And what changes are needed? What does this mean for doctors, healthcare insurers, pharmaceutical companies, and most importantly, you, the patient? If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. Or can you change the system to keep your doctor in practice? These and a host of other questions will be addressed by Dr. Stephen Trobiani, MD, and his program, Sustainable Healthcare, on Wellness 1570, Saturday afternoons at 2. Dr. Trobiani brings his 30 years of medical practice and many years of uncovering problems in the healthcare industry and offering solutions on restructuring healthcare financing through free enterprise. Tune in Saturdays at 2 on Twin Cities Wellness Radio, Wellness 1570, and listen to Dr. Trobiani's insights into providing prescriptions to what ails the healthcare industry. Saturdays at 2 on Wellness 1570. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black. If you missed any of this radio show, because it's real, we need to have this conversation. Part of the love about what I do is sometimes it's just about having a conversation because things that should be talked about aren't talked about. And 
some of those things that we shouldn't really have to say that or we really shouldn't have that conversation. If people did have those conversations, this world will be a lot better off. And so if you're missing this show, please listen to its entirety. It's an important point about the world of being a bunch of hypocrites and how we can stand out when we're actually congruent. When we don't buy into the hate, we don't buy in the lie, we don't buy in the fake news, we don't buy in the bitterness or the resentment that's being fed out there as normal, as justifiable, as okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. It's not what the good book says. It's not what Dr. Martin Luther King says. Dr. King says we're supposed to be judged by the content of our character, not the color of our skin. And yet today, that's all that matters. All that matters is the color of your skin. Uh, If you're black and some white person does them to you, the sole reason it happened is because you're white. I mean, it's because you're black. Uh, if you're a homosexual and something bad happens to you, it's solely because you're homosexual. If I mean, it's we become a victim society. And what we got to do is start standing up and speaking out in love, so loving on people, being that person. Quit being hypocrites. Quit holding other people to a standard uh, that we're not going to maintain ourselves. It's great if you're going to maintain that same standard for yourself, someone like Jesus Christ did. But if you're not, then quit holding other people to the same standard. That's when the Bible talks about, you know, the plank in your eye. You know, when the Bible talks about why are you so worried about the splinter in someone else's eye when you have a plank in your own? And what it's talking about is hypocrisy there. The whole point of that statement is that, you know, if you're so keen on this sin, if you're so keen on this evil, if you're so keen on this injustice in someone else, then why are you okay with it in yourself? That's what the good book, this is a truth, some truth therapy here. You got to face the truth. We're better than this. Ode to Hypocrisy by F.H. Gile. Blessed falsehood, thou the graces life in all its myriad ways, that stays the tongue of witless truth and turns its sneers to praise. Amenity, euphonious name, we thank thee for the grace. Thou teachest us to show our kind when meeting face to face. Yet more we prize the privilege when once behind their back a blistering their self-conceit and putting fame to rack. The most of life that men enjoy is fashioned by thy hand. The noble rage of poesy by thee is softly fanned. Romance that sweeps the soul along above life's rocky road and thrilling ministrously are sleeves, are sheaves from seed that thou hast sowed. The sage who pens on deathless page the thoughts we love so well inspires from thee the trembling hopes his soul delights to tell. Religion's dreams of endless joy beyond the dreaded tomb in myriad creeds and tongues were born from thy capacious womb. The bright ideals that shape man's life since first the world began are reflects of thy charming self upon the mind of man. Even now with all our boasted grasp of nature's boundless realm In all affairs of life and soul, we give thee still the helm. We dare not trust ourselves alone upon truth's barren sand. In calm or tempest still we cry, O hold thou still my hand. Amen. See, ladies and gentlemen, we got to be careful. We don't want to be hypocrites. Why? Because our word should be our bond. Our word should be our value. And one of the ways that we can deal with this hypocrisy is the three perceptual positions. Remember, there's only three three ways to see any situation. There's not a hundred ways to see it. It's either you see it from your own eyes, from self. Second position is seeing it from someone else's eyes, other. And third position is seeing it from an overview uh, it's, uh, it's, it's the detachment, not emotional involved. And those are the three ways we see things. And again, the ability to go into second position, the ability to have empathy, the ability to walk a mile in someone else's moccasins, the ability to get out of your own map of reality, get out of your own BS and step into another person and see it from their perspective. It's only in second position can we truly have empathy. It's only in second position can we truly see when we're being a hypocrite. Because we want one thing, and yet we're not willing to do it ourselves. I remember I was reading the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And I had a, I used to run uh, the insurance division for the largest independent stock brokerage firm in Nevada, uh, Union Equity Partners. 
And so uh, my my partners wanted our insurance division to dress more professionally. And I was uh, reading How to Win Friends and Influence People, and I've been encouraging my team to uh, dress more professionally. So one day my lead assistant came in, and she was wearing a nice professional dress. She had acknowledged uh, my uh, uh, my pleadings to her, and she dressed professionally. So I told her, that's a, that's a, a beautiful dress. Thank you for, for heeding my advice and dressing more professionally. She started crying. She went cathartic on me. I thought she was going to curl up in a fetal position uh, and just go cathartic. And so within a couple of months, I had to let her go. I, I avoided her at all costs. I had an emotional outburst. I just felt uncomfortable with it. And uh, I eventually had to part company with her. A year or two years later, I don't remember the time frame, we were at some running rebel function. And whenever we were at a running rebel function, UNLV with the running rebels, uh, there would always be alcohol flowing. And so I go to this function, I run into Lynn, and she has a probably a good six-pack in her because she's loving me and she wants to tell me everything. And so she told me about what happened that day of the event. She said she was living with some guy, uh, but she was before this guy, she was living with another guy. She went out with some friends, got separated from friends, met this other guy, hooked up with him, spent the night with him. And then the next day when her other boyfriend was at work, she went to his house, got all her stuff out of it, and then moved in this new home. And so that morning of said event, her and her new live-in boyfriend got in a knockdown drag-off fight. Why? Because that dress that I complimented her on was given to her by her previous boyfriend. And since this guy cheated with her on this last guy, he was jealous. And so now he thought because she was wearing a dress that he gave her, that he now wanted to, she now wanted to leave him and go back and sleep with the other guy. And so they got a knockdown drag out fight that day. What about the dress? And so it took her 30 minutes to stop crying all the way she drove into work. She sat in the parking garage to get the redness out of her eyes, put her makeup back on, get herself prepared for work. She comes into the door, and the first thing I say is nice dress. Now, I'd ask this question years later, did I make Lynn cry? And the answer is no. And let me prove to you why I did not make Lynn cry. There's only three things we can control. We control what we say. We can control the way we say it. But the third thing is really important. We control the underlying intent, our whole purpose for saying anything at all. And as far as Lynn goes, what I said was accurate. She did dress professionally. So what I said was accurate. The way I said it was proper. You know, there's this uh, game show out there called Whose Line Is It Anyway? It's a comedic uh, game show. And there's a game on there called If You Know What I Mean. And whenever you put If You Know What I Mean on the end of anything, it sounds funny. It's a nice palm tree in your front yard, if you know what I mean. Hey, uh, you're supposed to be taming that dragon, if you know what I mean. Hey, those are nice uh, hill mounts there in your backyard, if you know what I mean. Whenever you say If You Know What I Mean, it sounds weird. So I didn't say, hey, Lynn, that's a nice dress, if you know what I mean. What I said, I said the way I said it was proper. And the underlying intent was pure. I wanted to build her up. I was reading the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I wanted to re reinforce that she responded to my inklings, to my suggestions. I wanted to build her up. I wanted to validate the book I was reading. So what I said when I complimented Lynn on her dress was accurate. The way I said it was proper, and the underlying intent was pure. I did not make Lynn cry. And this is important because we live in a time... Uh, when emotional offense or woundedness often becomes a criterion for deciding if love has been shown. Think about this. If a person can claim to have been hurt by what you say, it is assumed by many that you did not act in love. In other words, love is not defined by the quality of the act and its motives, but by the subjective response of others. In this way of relating, the wounded one has absolute authority. If that person says you hurt them, then you cannot have acted lovingly. That's like the Women's March. That's like this Covington High School. That's like the Black Lives Matter thing. All that, if they can have some grievance against you, then you're evil, you're racist, you're this, you're that. And we got to get to a point where that's no longer the case. And that's why who you are matters. It doesn't matter what everybody else is doing. Who you are matters. We got to stand up. We got to know who we are. We got to know why we're here. And even if everybody else is lying, even if everybody else is abusing people, even if everybody else is doing one thing, we're called to be have integrity. 
we're called to be congruent with our mission, with our vision. And the one thing I love about a mission, not only does it put you on course, but it removes some things. It removes some things that says, I can't do that or I'd be a hypocrite. And one thing as leaders in today's world, one thing we want to be is we want to be congruent. We want to have integrity. We want to give people an example that they're not seeing other places. And today, if you're not a hypocrite, that stands out because we live in a world of hypocrites. And I'm calling you right now, leader, listener, you're better than that. Be who you're supposed to be, no matter what the world is doing. That's what you're called to do. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you to be more hopeful about your future and reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. A new year year brings new opportunity. Seize it with Quantum Nutrition Lab's three key players for weight management. Promote physical performance and muscle energy with creatine monohydrate. Stimulate fat metabolism with green tea extract. Subdue hunger signals and boost protein intake with our vegan plant protein powder. Buy two bottles, get the third one free. Call 888-588-7578. That's 888-588-7578. Or visit us online at qnlabs.com. That's Q-N-L-A-B-S dot com. Hi, I'm Dr. Bob Marshall, PhD, host of Healthline. Tune in to get your questions answered and hear the latest breakthrough information for you and your family. Our product line, Quantum Nutrition Labs, delivers what others only promise, nutrition that really works. Your resource for health and wellness is Wellness Radio 15. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.